Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Hebrews. I'm going to be preaching tonight part of this message. I'll be using the same text next week because I've got some things I want to say about the first half of this message tonight. But I want to read to you. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. And Hebrews, the seventh chapter, and I'm going to read verses two through four for our text tonight. We'll be using the same text next week also because I won't get through all of this tonight. It says, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, interesting verse right here, without father, without mother, without descent, without having neither beginning of days nor end of of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for your word, Lord. I especially thank you for your word that I can still see it and I can still read it and I can still study it. I, I look so forward to coming over here and, and, and sitting over here by myself and studying, Lord. It's just, uh, it's just a great, great blessing. And, Lord, it gets greater every day. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you for these folks that have come out tonight, Lord. We, we have a great bunch of people. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> well, we welcome you to live streaming here at Landmark Baptist Church, coming from Landmark Baptist Church here in Lyons, Georgia. We pray that the Lord will bless you. And it seems that uh, we keep having more and more people who who watch this live streaming. Uh, I, I got a report on it uh uh, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, and, and said we've had over 200 people that have listened to it over this time. And I know I'm getting, even around here, I'm getting some comments from people who do listen to it. And But we're thankful for you, and we're thankful that you come out and listen, and we're thankful that you, uh, that you do listen. Um, our title of this message tonight, I've, I've sort of, uh, maybe have an odd title tonight. I'm calling it Thoughts and More Thoughts because the first part of this message is just going to be thoughts and, and the second part of this message is going to be other thoughts. But um, we want I, I want to say some things before I start tonight. Uh, um, you know, I did go to the doctor, but y'all don't realize that every time I go, I feel guilty. I really do. I can't help it. I keep, God keeps taking me right back to King Asa. I studied that years ago. I even preached on it several years ago. You know, uh, when King Asa was on his deathbed, um, God told him that he had somewhat against him. I don't know how God spoke to people. He spoke to them through angels and such and such as this. But when he was on his deathbed, God told King Asa, said, I have somewhat against you. He told him he'd been a good king, been a righteous king. 
But he said, I have somewhat against you, and that is you sought the physicians before you sought me. And uh, I certainly, that's, every time I think about it, I think about, well, that's not me because I've been seeking the Lord for a long time now, long time. And, um, but um, I did go to the doctor, and, and uh, I feel much better, feel much stronger uh, than I have. Uh, even last Sunday, you know, I started getting weak before I got done with my message. But uh, I feel a lot stronger, and I hope I stay a lot stronger tonight. But let me say some things before I start tonight. As, as far as I know, and as far as the doctor knows, I am over the COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm already over it. As far as I know, Rhonda is over the COVID. Now, she came to church tonight, and I wanted to get her set over here somewhere, and she said, no, I'm going to, I'll wear my mask all during the services. I said, well, you need to. But anyway, um, and uh, as far as I know, I don't know how many more people will have it. I can't, I can't tell you. <clears throat> I do know if the news is correct, uh, sometimes you don't know where it is or not, but I don't know if the news is correct, but, but some 200 and 40-plus people in Georgia died from this disease. Like yesterday, one day. They gave that out this morning on the news. 200, I think it's maybe 245, I'm not sure, died of this disease yesterday, just a one-day time. I know we've had about six or seven around here has died of it. The Wilson and... Uh, Sharp and and Howard McLeod and and I did you did they ever diagnose your mama with it? Yeah, and your mama. There's four or five right around here has died in the last last week or so, and so uh, I know this is real. I know now it's real. I was skeptic about it. I was. Every time somebody tell me you need to go to doctor, I'd say I haven't got nothing. I'm fine. And uh, I said, God's not going to let me take it. God's not going to let me catch it. And I, I would say that. I'd say that to myself. And uh, But then you begin to see, then you get it. And you know it's real. You do. You know it's real. I know there have been some skeptical people around, even around here. Let me tell you, folks, this is real. It's real. It really happens. I went through the bird flu, didn't get it. I went through the mosquito flu, I, that's what I call it, didn't get it. I know they had a different name for it. I went through the swine flu and didn't get it. And in 1997, I believe 1997 or 1998, the flu killed thousands and thousands of people. And I went through that. So you kind of think you're immune to stuff. You really do. You really think you're immune to stuff. And, you know, the Bible says just as soon as you think you're all right, you're going to fall. So I, I, I don't want to leave here tonight with any of you thinking that you're all right. 
because if you start doing it, you're going to fall. And I believe that. I believe that to be true. But 240-plus people died with the same disease here in Georgia yesterday. I always thought if Rhonda or I was to get it, we would not survive because of our age. Of course, Rhonda, I'm not going to say how old she is, all of you know. But I'll tell you how old I am. I'm going on 77. And talk about underlying conditions. I've got them. I really do. I've got them. I'm fat. That's one of the underlying conditions. But I've, believe it or not, I've lost 21 pounds. I went to the doctor. And I've lost 21 pounds since the last time I was there. Now, I'm getting slim, folks. <laughs> but <laughs> Billy Ray's laughing at that. He knows what slim is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, anyway, uh, I've lost 21 pounds. I thought I'd tell you all this. Ron and I thought if we got it, we would never survive it because of that. Well, God showed me how wrong I am. Show me how wrong we were when we thought that if we got it, we'd never survive it. I really did. I thought that. I've told you, you've heard, you've heard me say that. If I ever got it, I'd never, I'd never live through it. But I, I like what Brother Sam said today. God's in control of it. He gave it to me for a reason. He gave it to Rhonda for a reason. And he helped us survive through it for a reason. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. I believe when we talk about, Brother Sam prayed about this nation I believe God has in there who he wants right now. I want you to get that through your mind. God has in there who he wants. I can take you to three or four, uh, except I can take you to three or four scriptures in the Bible to tell you just what God does sometimes when a nation turns away from him. Israel turned away from God, and he gave them Saul for a king. One of the worst kings, one of the worst kings that Israel ever had. He oppressed them, he oppressed the people. And then he turned around, and Saul served for about 50 years, about 40 or 50 years. I don't know exactly how long. But I know Manassas, he turned right around, and he gave him another wicked king, and that was Manassas. He was doing it to do what? He was chastising the people for 52 years. Manassas chastised the people. And, and then you had uh, the one that uh, Ahab. Ahab tore down all the religious uh, things that Israel had. But God put him in there as king. Put him in there as king. And who did he send to confess to, uh, to facing? He sent one of his men to facing. And just like the Goliath. And the Philistines, God sent David to take care of that mess. So maybe, just maybe, God is keeping us here to take care of this mess. You, you, you know, you can't be negative about anything God does. I like what Brother Sam said, he's in control. We can't be negative about anything God says. I can't be negative about this. You know, this... Uh, 
this has left me with what the doctor said. I've got my sinuses are terribly infected. Both of my ears are infected. My eyes are bothering me. But he said all that should clear up when this stuff clears up completely. Uh, I guess my heart rate was 116. He didn't like that. My oxygen level was 93. He didn't like that. And uh, so I'll just tell you the truth about it. But I'm here today. I'm alive, and I feel good. I feel strong, and I'm thankful for that. So I I just want to let you know that for some reason, not because I have been such a great faithful person, God saw fit to give Ron and I more time here on the earth, knowing he has something more for us to do. And you will be seeing, you will be seeing what that is beginning with these thoughts. God sent, God left me here for a reason. He left me here to warn you. This is some of the warning. Most of you have been told that children don't get bad cases of it. And I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true, but what I've come to learn about it, I got a lesson on it. If you go to Mike Wiggins, you're going to get a lesson. Mike Wiggins said he'd been doctoring this since August a year ago. He said he had people coming in there with the same thing August a year ago and said that nobody even knew what COVID-19 was. He said, yeah, they've been people coming in here with it. And, uh, but you'll get a lesson, you go him. He'll, he'll, well, he'll make you stay there and he'll preach to you. He'll tell me, he'll say, preacher, I'm going to preach to you now. And, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll tell you. So I got a lesson. Most of you have been told that children don't get bad cases of it, so you just let them run free. This is some of his words. You just let them run free. Because they don't get bad cases of it. I believe it to be true. I don't believe they do get bad cases of it. But here is a greater fear that children will get it and pass it along to older people, meaning people that are 30 and over, especially those who are 65 and over. These children can pass it along. Now, you can let them run wild. Let them run do anything they want to. They can bring it back to you. I know Jim's had it. It ain't fun, is it, Jim? And, and I got up the other morning, and I, boiled, I, I made me a cup of coffee, and I could smell it. And I said, thank you, God, I can smell. I could smell my coffee. I got up this morning just sniffing when that coffee is going on, just enjoying the smell, because I haven't had any. My taste is coming back. That's probably what's going to put my weight back on me. But I'm going to tell you, folks, It's real. It's real, and it it can be spread. You might think these children are okay when they get out there and bunch up and go everywhere in the world. You may think they're okay, but they can bring it right back to you. This is a lesson from Mark Williams, Mike Wiggins. 
I've learned that this stuff is real. And what I have told you tonight is how I have learned a lot of it from having it. It's real. <clears throat> May God always watch over us and keep us keep all of us safe from it. I pray for you all. I prayed I prayed I tell you I was I was elated when when I came in and uh, after I went to the doctor he he gave me a double shot of 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 um um what do you call them? I can't remember what you call them now. Anyway, he gave me a what? Steroids. Gave me a double shot of them. He told a nurse. He said, "Give him a double shot of it." He said, "He's a he's not a diabetic." He said, "The only problem is, he said, you take too many steroids, you're diabetic. It'll make your it'll mess your diabetes up." But he said, "He's a, not a diabetic." And she gave me a double shot of it. And I tell you, boy, I hadn't much more than got out of that office. I started feeling better. Now, I don't know what's going to be. He gave me a prescription for it. I don't know what's going to be when I take all of that. But I, I do know, I do know it's real. And I, I just want to warn you of it. It's real. And I hope God keeps all of us safe from it. I prayed. I have prayed after all this. And I prayed that the Lord will keep it away from you. The Lord will keep it away from all of you. You know, we got a, uh, I'm going to be preaching Sunday. Some of this message is going to, from last week's going to bleed over into this Sunday. Last Sunday, I preached on great faith. You want to come and listen this Sunday morning. I'm going to be preaching on great people. Great people. Great faith and great people. I want to tell you, it's a wonderful thing to know great people. Wonderful thing to know great people. It's, wonderful, it's a wonderful thing to be able to pastor great people. Now you're going to get an idea of what my message is going to be like Sunday. Great people. Well, now this that's the first half of my message. Second half of my message tonight has deals with where we left off last week. Last week we spoke of Melchizedek as a type of Christ. We're going to continue to speak of Melchizedek as receiving the tithe from Abraham. Now, that's important. This, that's very important. That's very important. Some people may think, well, that's just a part of the Bible. That's very important. You're going to see how important it is. The great apostle Paul gives us some background on this man called Melchizedek. He's very mysterious. Very mysterious. He appeared on the scene. Nobody knows where he came from. It says, speaks of him. I, I read it tonight. He says that he is without father. Think about that. A man born without a father. He's without mother. He's without descent. Now, you can, you can just wave this off and not believe it. But I believe it. I believe this man existed. I believe he lived on the earth at one time. It was right here on the earth at one time. Without father, without mother, without descendants. No, he had no descendants. Neither having neither beginning of days 
no end of life. But made, made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now let me, let's, let's tell you how he's unlike Christ. He's unlike Christ. Unlike Christ, this man never did die. Now think about this for a moment, what I'm saying tonight. Unlike Christ, this man never did die. But remember, Christ only died once. Now think about this for a moment. You can keep this in your head now. Because I'm only going to preach part of this message tonight. I'll preach the rest of it next Sunday, next Monday night, next Wednesday night. If I can remember what night it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, next Wednesday night. Christ only died once. Will never die again. Never die again. He says it. He says he'll never come back and die again. He died once for all of his elect children, and they're 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 saved, and they'll be redeemed someday. And they haven't been redeemed yet, but they'll be redeemed because he died once for those people. Hebrews. 9 and verse 28 says he only died once. But Meshelzadek never did die. He never did die. He lives at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for his children. Here it is, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 slash 66 days a year. He's there. How do I know he's there? Because he's present in our, the hearts of his children every day. He's there. I believe that. I told you folks here once before, I will not pray at night until I turn over on my left side. Because I believe that's where God approaches me at night. It's from my left side. And I won't pray a prayer until I turn over on my left side. Then it's there where I, I believe the presence of God is there just as sure as I'm standing here tonight and you're sitting there. I believe the presence of God is on my left side at night. And I can't wait to go to bed. Rhonda says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go pray. I don't say I'm going to bed. I'm going to go pray. Let me tell you, folks, this life is real. Dying is real. Going to heaven is real. Going to hell is real. It's real. I just, every time I cringe, I cringe. You know, I, I was, I was so, I was so blessed yesterday at, at, uh, Sister Gillis's funeral. It just felt, you know, you could almost, you could almost feel that she was somewhere else. She was in heaven. You can almost feel it. I'm telling you, you could. Not because of had a good preacher, preacher funeral. I felt that way just as I walked up out there and, and Jan O'Connor motioned me to come over and stand with her. And I did. And I told Jana, I said, Jana, isn't this a nice feeling here today? She said, it sure is. It sure is. I've gone to funerals where... I was I was in doubt. I preached funerals where I was in doubt. But I want to tell you folks, 
It's a wonderful thing to know that God is in our hearts every day. Every day. You can talk to him any time in the day you want to talk to him. You can pray any time you want to pray. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I've told you folks when I was when I was working, some people say I never did work, but when I was working for IBM, I'd get a little tough problem come in on a program or something. I'd tell the person there with me, I'd say, I've got to go to the restroom. I didn't go to the restroom because I had to use it. I went to the restroom because I need to pray. Because I didn't, I didn't have any idea what was wrong. And I'd go in that restroom and I'd sit down and I'd pray. Pray to God, God, just show me what's wrong because I've got to get this thing up and going for them. They're shutting their whole business down. You can pray anytime. What a great blessing that is. That you can pray anytime you want to. Seven days a week, 365, 66 days a year, Christ is always present in the hearts of his children. What happened to Melchizedek? Only God knows. The Bible doesn't say anything about what happened to him. Only God knows what happened to him. For that matter, only God knows why he came. No one knows why he showed up. All of a sudden he showed up as the king of Salem, as, 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 a, as a holy priest. He showed up, just showed up. No mother, no father, no family, no nothing. All of us, all of us in here, I hear people talking about, well, if it wasn't for family, I'd be an unhappy person. But I want to tell you, he had no family. He was a man that God approved of, approved of. Another thought about this mysterious man is that nothing is written in the genealogy concerning his family lineage. There's nothing in the genealogy about him. Nowhere in the scriptures. I've studied this man ever, ever since I've started these messages. I've studied this man in all through the Bible. If you go back to the book of Genesis, one chapter there, you'll hear about him. Joshua speaks of him. And only, only a few people spoke of him. But he had no family lineage. Meshizedek was made, and here's a good one, made like unto the Son of Man. What does that mean? That means that Jesus existed before he did. Well, he was made like him. But praise God, Jesus came on the scene, and we know how he got here. We know how he was incarnate. Well, this gives us the thought that Christ lived in eternity before Melchizedek lived on the earth. For he was made like unto him. It was impossible for Melchizedek to die. The Bible says it. That's what he says down there. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days, no end of, of, of life. So we know, we know that he didn't die. He just disappeared. 
Well, you know, there was a time when Jesus did the same thing when he was among a crowd of people. And they, they, they were going to kill him, try to kill him. He just disappeared. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I didn't know that I didn't know it was so amazing. It was impossible for Melchizedek to die. Then it is impossible that he lived and died. Jesus lived, but he died. Thank God he did. He was not incarnated and did not resurrect from the dead. Why do I say this? There were some who actually worshipped this man as we do Christ. Abraham being one of them. We're going to talk Sunday about great people. Abraham's going to be one of the great people we're going to talk about Sunday. And we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll learn why then. If Melchizedek was as great as he is said to be by, by God, then just how much greater is Christ to us? See, that's, we, we didn't know Melchizedek. Abraham knew Melchizedek. We didn't know him until the Bible taught us about him. We didn't know him. I still don't know him. I just know what the Bible says about him. But folks, let me tell you, if you're here in Lost tonight, you can come to know Christ. You can come to know who he is. Because as a 22-year-old boy, I did, young man. I was saved one, two month and a half and was called to preach. Twenty-two years old. How old are you, Rob? Seventeen. Well, you got a little while to go yet. You stay away from that girl. You knew I was going to tell you that, didn't you? But anyway, not that she's a bad girl because she's not. Just that I don't like to see her take off and go somewhere. Why do I say this? There were some that actually worshipped this man as we do Christ. If Melchizedek was as great as he is said to be, as God said he was, then just how much greater is Christ to us? How much greater is Christ to us? Melchizedek abided a priest forever, just as Christ is our high priest and mediator forever. I'm glad Christ died I'm glad he didn't just disappear and leave us here. I'm glad he died so we could go with him, so we could be with him someday, that we can rest assured that, and we're going to talk about who God gave the first covenant to Sunday. And you're going to, you're going to learn a lot about how it got down to us Sunday. That's right. I hope and pray we have as good a crowd this Sunday as we did last Sunday. Melchizedek abided a priest forever, just as Christ is our high priest and mediator forever. That's the only that's the only re, that's the only way you can pray to God. What was it God said? 
Ask in his name and you'll be given. Seek in his name, you'll find. Knock it, knock it, knock with his name and he'll open the door for you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? That's great, boys. I tell you, since all this has come up on Rhonda and me, I'm going to tell you, folks, it's drawn me closer to the Lord. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe I was getting, maybe I was getting away from him. It's like I said in the message, not because I've been a great person. It's because God let this 70, almost 77-year-old go by. And I'm praying for Mr. Cooper, Deanna. I tell you, that'd be wonderful. See, was he 85, 86? Eighty-six. I'm praying that he'll make it through it. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Howard McLeod was 86 years old and he died with it. Your mom was what, 88? I'm praying he'll make it through it. I tell you, I know one thing, Mr. Cooper's a tough old man. I'm, I knew him when Deanna was, wasn't that tall. That's right, Billy Ray. I knew her before you did. I remember taking an old Volkswagen out there for him to overhaul for me. And our Deanna and her sister was running around about that big. Mr. Cooper was tough. But that's not what's going to save him. Only God's going to do that. Only God can do that. Now I want to tell all of you, you young people, I'm going to tell you, you may be living a dangerous life and don't know it. I'm going to tell you parents, you may be letting them do it too. You may be letting them do it. All right, I'm going to close. Let's all stand and let's be dismissed in prayer.